Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I am your host, Therese Cerise, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. I do appreciate the applause. So, the name of this poem is entitled Perfect Peace. Excuse me. And if you are someone who is, this is my PSA announcement. If you are someone who is easily triggered, please do not proceed with listening to this episode. There are 354 episodes available. Excuse me. You are more than welcome to pick one that does not trigger you or may not trigger you. Okay. This is also for mature audiences only. That concludes my PSA announcement. So here we go. The name of the poem is entitled Perfect Peace. Here we go. Sometimes it's very hard for me to find that perfect inner peace. Excuse me, y'all. I've been trying to clear my throat for some time now. Okay, let's try this again and take two. (laughs) Sometimes it's very hard for me to find that perfect inner peace, especially when I've been abused mentally, physically, and verbally. People's promises don't mean a thing when inside I'm suffering. Called vulgar names while so very young, a bitch, a whore, and a slut were some. Not quite clear what he did this for, but I was someone he obviously didn't adore. Hoping that everything would eventually subside, I lived in fear and cried most nights. I felt like he really hated me, wondering how I became his enemy. In my presence, he couldn't stand to be. His rejection hurt me deeply. I thought I had a high tolerance for pain until a tumor showed up in my brain. Then I could no longer hide behind the smiles. I had to address the deep pain that I felt. Own up to it and try to figure things out. To make peace within, to make peace with my past so that my anger would not last. For years, I kept the hurt bottled up inside. Let me say that again. For years, I kept the hurt bottled up within, excuse me, eventually seeking affection from men. I unknowingly wanted approval from them, but I gave up that hope in the end, realizing that perfect peace would never come from him or them. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. Excuse me. 
And so um, today, I wasn't even planning on coming on. Um, it's actually the evening time. So we'll see if the evening works better for me as opposed to the morning time. However, it was not my intent to come on today, but I literally felt led to do so. Um, I came across a statement and the statement was, some things are best kept secret. So I started praying and I was like, God, why do people say this? That some things are best left a secret. Excuse me. Maybe I was pondering that question because I have realized in times past that holding in a secret can only hurt me or harm me. And then I came across, as I was seeking his face, is something that I often do. I came across a passage in the Bible. Now, for those of you who have been listening to my episodes for quite some time, I literally just ended the wife series. Excuse me. Um, I just ended that. But here it is. I'm reading about a husband and a wife situation. (laughs) So I'm just going to roll with it if that's okay with y'all. So um, the chapter, well, it's the book of Genesis and it's chapter 20 verses 1 through 18. Now, remember, the statement was some things are best kept secret. And I want to talk about that. Now, before I do that, I want to actually look up, which is something that I know I haven't done in quite some time. But I want to look up what the word secret means for those of you who are unaware. So the word secret, it says not known or seen or meant to be known or seen by others. Something that is kept or meant to be kept unknown or unseen by others. Fond of or good at keeping things about oneself unknown. And this is found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. And these are some of the definitions of the word secret. So keep that in mind. Okay. Excuse me. So here we go. And this is about Abraham and Sarah. Okay. So. Abraham traveled from their south to the Negev and settled down between Kadesh and Shur. While he was camping in Gerar, or Gerar, Abraham said of his wife, Sarah, she's my sister. So Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. But God came to Abimelech in a dream that night and told him you're as good as dead that woman you took she's a married woman now Abimelech had not yet slept with her hadn't so much as touched her he said master would you kill an innocent man didn't he tell me she's my sister and didn't she herself say he's my brother I had no idea I was doing anything wrong when I did this. Excuse me. God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know your intentions were pure. That's why I kept you from sinning against me. I was the one who kept you from going to bed with her. So now give the man's wife back to him. He's a prophet. 
and will pray for you. Pray for your life. If you don't give her back, know that it's certain death both for you and everyone in your family. Abimelech was up first thing in the morning. He called all his house servants together and told them the whole story. They were shocked. Then Abimelech called in Abraham and said, What have you done to us? What have I ever done to you that you would bring on me and my kingdom this huge offense? What you've done to me ought never to have been done. Abimelech went on to Abraham, whatever you were, were you thinking of when you did this thing? Abraham said, I just assumed that there was no fear of God in this place and that they'd kill me to get my wife. Besides, the truth is that she is my half-sister. She's my father's daughter, but not my mother's. When God sent me out as a wanderer from my father's home, I told her, do me a favor, wherever we go, tell people that I'm your brother. Then Abimelech gave Sarah back to Abraham and along with her sent sheep and cattle and servants, both male and female. He said, my land is open to you, live wherever you wish. And to Sarah, he said, I've given your brother a thousand pieces of silver that clears you of even a shadow of suspicion before the eyes of the world. You're vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech, his wife and his maidservants, and they started having babies again. For God had shut down every womb in Abimelech's household on account of Sarah, Abraham's wife. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some things are best kept secret. It seems like that's what Abraham was thinking. This is my opinion. Again, I am not a theologian. Um, I am not a Bible scholar. <clears throat> Excuse me. I enjoy reading the word of God and I enjoy trying to see things from their perspective. I'm talking about the people in the Bible. Now, when I read that, I thought it was interesting that this is the passage that was I was encouraged to read about after I asked the question, or is it better to keep secrets? And one of the other reasons why I think I even posed that question is because not too long ago, I had put in my journal, um, and I'm paraphrasing because right now I don't have access to it. Or do I? Let me see if I do. Hold on, y'all. Give me a moment. Let me see if I can find it. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Okay. I don't know if I put it down wrote it in this one I have y'all okay so for those of you that don't know I have so many notebooks because depending on what I'm going through in a certain season of my life I will start writing stuff down here it is I found it I'm shocked so this is what I wrote 
the truth of the matter is there are just some questions you may never get the answer to. An even bigger question is, can you find solemn or serenity in that? Or does the fact that you may never obtain clarity on a certain subject matter keep you up at night? And I had actually answered, which I didn't write it down, but as I was meditating and thinking, I answered, yes, whenever I have a deep hearted question and I have prayed about it and I have sometimes fasted concerning it and I have meditated on the word and I am seeking truth, there will be times that my not having those answers to the things, the questions that I've posed will keep me up at night. And what I have come to realize is that one of those reasons that this happens is because I personally do not like secrets. So anytime that it seems like a secret or information is being withheld from me and I have discernment enough to know that something just doesn't mesh right, it doesn't look right, it doesn't sound right, it doesn't feel right, then I will start to go through this process of seeking clarity. First off, to figure out where this is coming from, where is this stemming from? And then I start seeking God's face to see if maybe he will give me a revelation behind why certain things are feeling a certain way for me. A lot of times I will get some type of peace for the lack of a better way of saying it, um, by reading certain scriptures that resonate with me. Um, other times it may be a therapy session, a coaching session, or it just be, may be talking to a good friend and getting their feedback on certain circumstances or situations. But nevertheless, one of the common denominators that I've recognized about myself is that I do not like keeping secrets and I do not like secrets being kept from me. So when I came across that statement, some things are best kept secret, it automatically did something to me. And I was like, oh no, we're going to, we're going to address this. I didn't just, because it's okay. So let me tell you how this came about. There's like these cards sometimes that I will, um, like little sayings, little affirmations, little statements or whatever. Um, and I have them kind of compiled. And anytime that I kind of just want to ponder on something, think about something, expand the way that I am thinking about certain subjects, I may pull a card. Um, and these are really stickers. I don't know why I said cards. They're really stickers. But anyway, I may pull the sticker. And based off of what that sticker says, then it'll give me something to think about. It'll give me something to elaborate on. That's just kind of how my brain works. So I'm constantly thinking. So when the sticker is what I pulled came out, I don't believe that anything is by accident, that everything happens. I do believe that everything happens for a reason. So I was like, oh, this must be one of the subjects that I need to address on my episode. So that's how we got here. So as I am reading about Abraham and Sarah and Abimelech, I see his stance, 
he wanted to take Sarah to himself because he really thought that Sarah was Abraham's sister. Maybe a part of him wanted to believe that as well because he desired her. So it made it easier for him to take her to himself knowing or believing that that was just his sister. But Abraham knew the truth the whole time and Sarah knew the truth the whole time. And even after Abimelech approached him about it, he was still kind of sticking to his story. He changed it a little bit by saying she's my half-sister because we share the same father. I believe when he was saying that, he was talking about God. But it was still his way of keeping a secret. And Sarah obliged she was willing to do the same what they didn't realize is by operating that way not truly in my this is my opinion not truly seeking the face of God to find out what was the best protocol for that particular situation God closed every wound that was connected to Abimelech based off of the decision that he made to bring Sarah to him so even God saying, I kept you from sleeping with her. That tells me that there was, however God handled it, he handled it in such a way that he knew that this woman belonged to this man. So he was like, you're about to bring a whole curse on yourself. (laughs) I'm paraphrasing. You're about to bring a whole curse on yourself because of the desires of your heart being led in a different way this woman belongs to someone else and then Abimelech hurried up he hurried up and said you would kill an innocent man like I didn't know none of this I did not know that that was not really his sister I did not know that that was his wife but you would be willing to kill an innocent man I haven't even taken I haven't even slept with this woman But that also lets me know that even your thoughts can be dangerous. Because even though he had not physically slept with her yet, he was thinking about it. So even in that, he was sinning against God. The fact that God was like, you know what? I'm about to handle this because you're wrong. And he was like, but I'm not because I didn't know. Like, how can you how can you tell me that I'm wrong? And I didn't even know what I was doing. That's I think is that's a great argument. But then God gave him instructions and said that Abraham will pretty much speak on his behalf and pray for him and his family so that the curse that had been placed on them could be lifted. And Abraham made sure that he did that. And then God allowed the wives to have babies but knowing and and nine times out of ten I mean I really don't know but deep down inside I feel like it's always good y'all to read the beginning of the chapters and then you know the the beginning in front of it and after so even though I read Genesis 21 through 18 out of the message bible if you really want to get a a deeper understanding then you may want to read a couple of um, chapters before 
and a couple of chapters after so that you can get the whole context of what um, this was speaking to. But the question of, is it wise to keep secrets? I know growing up, I always heard, tell the truth and shame the devil. And that's become one of the things, one of the mantras, I guess you could say, that I live by now. Um, Just tell the truth and shame the devil. If you've been listening to my episodes for quite some time, then I do believe there was a um, moment where I shared that when I was in high school, me and some friends had decided that we were going to do Senior Skip Day. And everyone else was keeping it a secret from their parents. But the way I was raised, as soon as I got home, I told one of my parents. So then when the principal called to report us and to rat us out, so to speak, to tell on us, my mom was like, oh, she already told me. And the principal was like, what? (laughs) She told you that she skipped the whole day from school? Yeah, she already told me. Because that's how we were raised. Um, We were raised to tell the truth no matter what. Now, I have siblings. I'm not going to sit here and say that my siblings did exactly how we were raised all the time, nor did I. Um, There were times, I'll never forget, I could talk about it now because I'm grown with grown kids, but there were times that me and my um, brother, we would be outside playing, but we would have the door open. And the reason why we had the door open is because we wanted to hear the phone when the phone rang because my mother had a habit of checking on us at a certain time of day. But we didn't want to have to wait until our parents got home because sometimes our parents worked overtime. So we didn't want it to be late and then all the kids have played and they've gone home to be with their families and then it's just me and my brother outside playing by ourselves. So what we would do, we would get home, we would get out of our school clothes, we would get dressed and we would go outside in our play clothes, but we would keep the door open wide enough so that whenever the phone rang, we would run to the phone and answer the phone. So it made it seem like to our parents that we were inside the house. And anytime that we were asked, well, why are you huffing and puffing? We would say, oh, we were just wrestling. But the truth of the matter was we were outside playing with our neighbors, with the neighbor's kids. Well, one day, one of the neighbors ended up telling our story, exposing us and telling our mother and our father that every time that they're calling to check to make sure that we're inside the house, that we're not inside the house, that we're actually outside the house and that we're leaving the door wide open for hours, not for a couple of minutes, for hours. (laughs) Um, It didn't end well. We got disciplined because of that, because we were being blatantly disobedient. But we ran with that secret, quote unquote, for as long as we could until one day it was exposed and then we had to deal with the consequences. If you haven't heard, um, the Bible talks about whatever's done in the dark will be exposed to the light. 
maybe that's another reason why we were and I don't know but maybe that was one of the reasons why we were it was instilled in us to just tell the truth and shame the devil is because elderly people my elders my parents they knew based off of the life that they lived that even when you're trying to keep secrets they're going to be exposed so it just makes sense for you not to do what we did and try to have a trail of secrets it makes more sense for you to live honestly and with integrity so that that way you don't have to remember your lie day after day after day after day you don't have to keep making up a new story forgetting about the old story that you told and forgetting who you told that story to and now it's not adding up because you're going to cross somebody's path that's going to know how to add and subtract and is going to be wise enough to see the holes in your story that's going to be wise enough to be able to recognize that dog does not hunt this is not adding up it is not making sense and your story does not appear or even sound to be true but when you're telling the truth and your truth remains consistent no matter how many times you tell that story not only is it helping you this is my personal opinion you can apply it or deny it it is up to you it is really okay I will not be impacted or affected either way. <laughs> Whatever you decide, it's your business, okay? But from my own personal experience, what I have learned is that if I'm staying consistent and being honest and telling my truth, then it doesn't matter if it's 15 years from now. If the subject matter comes up, the truth never changes. It's consistent. It's the lies that change, the stories that change, the excuses that come with the lies that change. That's what you have to be concerned about. But if you're just telling the truth and shaming the devil, so to speak, then the devil can come and try to plead a case against you. It won't work because you've already told on yourself. So he loses his power. So maybe that is one of the reasons why my parents wanted us to be honest. Not only that, there's something about having integrity. Let me just let you know what the word integrity means. For those of you who may not be aware. So integrity, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles moral uprightness the state of being whole and undivided so I don't know if you've ever heard this before but the Bible talks about um, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways y'all that goes for women too it's not just men undivided because when you're double-minded you're divided you don't know which way to go you're either hot you're either cold you don't know which way to go. One one minute you're good, next minute you're not, and vice versa. But when you're consistent in being honest with yourself and with others, that consistency creates a foundation of trust 
It allows you to be able to trust yourself and it allows others to be able to trust you too. But if you have a track record of division and inconsistency and wishy-washiness and double-mindedness, trust really is not going to have a place to dwell there because you're either hot or cold. You're not consistently being honest. So if you start to appear to be an individual who is fabricating the truth, not telling the truth, making up stories, and that's pretty much, it becomes what you do. Nine times out of 10, you're withholding information. Nine times out of 10, you're keeping secrets. And Nine times out of 10, you probably don't even trust your own self. I could be wrong. But I said all that to say, if you are someone who has been mastering keeping secrets, just based off of what I read, that didn't fare well with Abimelech. And Abraham almost cost Abimelech his life because Abraham was the one that was keeping the secret and Sarah was too you could literally end up costing somebody else their life because you kept a secret when you could have just told the truth something to ponder something to think about but as I've stated before these recordings are timed now so I'm going to go ahead and end this before it ends me while I'm talking. Um, But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.